Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Welcome, everyone, to Senior Care Live, where it's all about information, education, and resources for those of us caring for an elderly loved one. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and president of Senior Care Consulting. Just want to thank you for being here this morning. Really, really appreciate you tuning into the program. And I'm just hearing from more and more people that they never miss a single episode of Senior Care Live. They, they actually refer to it as appointment radio. So that's just, I'm just so honored by that. Thank you so much. For everyone who tunes into this program each and every week, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you have a question about the program or how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number 1-800-331-6445. That's a toll-free number. It's available 24 hours a day. We have operators always standing by to take your call 1-800-331-6445 and also don't forget to check out the website Senior Care Live L-I-V-E SeniorCareLive.com if you visit online be sure to like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter uh, sign up for the e-newsletter that's free of charge and check out our upcoming free educational events all right i am going to uh, uh cut right to our first guest it is my honor to introduce my friend peter newman cpa and don't forget peter newman he is in his 32nd year uh of the, the program money line with peter newman it's on the kmbz station it's on the fm side on 98.1 so so uh, listen to the rest of this program take a lunch break and then be sure to tune in with peter from one to three every saturday on 98 point one fm peter newman thanks for being here on uh, senior care live and welcome steve always glad to be with you all right and so this is kind of funny i've been your guest uh, several times on your program and i've been wanting to have you in on senior care live to talk about uh, just taxes and how that relates to our seniors so Steve, I can remember you being on my program, and I kept telling you, you ought to go on radio, and you did just exactly what you should have done. <laughs> I, I did, I did, and, and it's just been it's been an absolute blast. The listenership of this program is is just it, it increases every single month, uh, especially since moving here to uh, to uh, talk nine eighty a.m. So just really, really happy to be here. So let's talk about uh, an area that most people, frankly, they're not very knowledgeable about, and that's your area of a high level of expertise, and that's taxes and specifically tax breaks and tax opportunities for our seniors in in Kansas City. And you know there are a ton literally speaking you know yeah. that's a standard word but there are a ton of really good tax breaks both nationally at the federal level yep. and at the state level both Missouri and Kansas. And I suppose there's probably a, a difference uh, many times between the two states. Absolutely there's no in fact there's a big difference as there is in everything concerning taxation, yeah. nothing is the same. It's all complicated. 
All right, so let's start off with the the basic level of care, and that's where most of the care, frankly, is provided. Uh, the caregiving by the by the family, what I call family and friend caregivers. So it's the unpaid uh, uh, caregivers, and if you if you monetize that, it's worth billions and billions of dollars every year. So if I'm a caregiver and I am providing care for my my spouse, or I I might be the son or daughter caring for a parent. Do I have any opportunity to maybe claim some of that effort in a, in a tax-related basis or not? Generally speaking, where it's a related party, especially a spouse, for yeah. example, generally no. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean, for example, that you can't go out and hire somebody that's not necessarily, let's say, a nurse, a registered nurse, okay. to do certain help. But generally speaking, related parties, it creates a problem. You can do it, but you really got to be very careful the way you do it. Okay, and so then let's move to that next level then, so the home care, and you just referred to that. So if I hire a home care uh, company to come in and help me with my activities of daily living, and this would be non-medical in-home assistance through like some of our friends, you know, thoughtful care and senior helpers, and there there are like two or three hundred providers in the marketplace, but if I, and they're around 20, $21, $22 an hour, usually a two- to four-hour minimum. Are you saying that I might be able to claim those expenses on my taxes? Well, let's be clear about what can and cannot be claimed. Okay. Number one, there has to be a medical purpose. There okay. has to, it can't just be simply uh, having somebody come in and take care of a home and from time to time give you a prescription drug or something. There must be a medical purpose. Now, that doesn't mean you have to hire a professional company to do it. You don't have to be, as I said, a nurse to do it. But there must be a medical purpose. In other words, it's something where the doctor says, you need help. And that's that can go as far as taking pills. It isn't the only thing, obviously. But generally speaking, there's at least two of activities of daily living that a person cannot do that he needs help with. Mm-hmm. So that kind of falls in line with uh, long-term care insurance reimbursement. Typically, there are six uh, major uh, activities of daily living. You have to uh, tr- uh, trigger at least two of those, and then that will trigger the uh, the payment from the long-term care insurance policy, generally speaking. So this kind of falls in line with that requirement. It, it does. The key factor always is it has to be more than personal care. It can't be somebody who's coming in and just helping you a little bit here and there, but taking care of your home, uh, ironing, cleaning, all those things that are really personal in nature mm-hmm. as opposed to medical in nature. Okay, and so how do you support that medically? Does a doctor need to write a letter or a prescription or an order? It's always best to have some something put down by a doctor or physician saying that my patient ABC, because of this reason or that reason, does need assistance at home, and I recommend that individual do exactly that or something to that effect. That way at least you've got some proof that you did need it. Okay, so then what about as we start moving up, then moving up the ladder, so home is no longer, so so if there's a medical base and a, and a physician would support that, then you can deduct. Do we have some limits on that? Uh, what are we getting into there? Well, limits are provided by the Internal Revenue Code. That is to say, an individual, in order to get a deduction for any medical, whether it's prescription drugs, whether it's long-term care, whether it's doctors, dentists, whatever you have, in order to get $1 of deduction, if they're over the age of 65, Mm -hmm. they have to exceed 7.5% of their income. So they made, say, $100,000. That means nothing is deductible on the first $7,500. Anything over that would be. And that is the first hurdle, by the way. There's another hurdle, 
and that is a standard deduction that's allowed by the Internal Revenue Code. So there's two hurdles. The hurdle first of the medical deduction, 7.5% for those under uh, over 65, and by the way, now 10% for those people under the age of 65. Okay. So that's changed within the last year or two. But clearly, very few people, Steve, my experience is very, very few people end up getting a deduction for medical. Normally, the key factor is going into a long-term care facility. That will almost always throw you over the bridge, so to speak. Absolutely. So, and that's where I was going next with this. So if home is no longer an option and you need to make, make that next step up, uh, then you're, you're looking at, and we'll, we'll get rid of independent living because that's going to be similar to living in your home as far as the tax deductibility. Right. So we would be moving then into the assisted living level, which, and you do have to have a, a, a doctor's order to enter. Uh, and then of course the nursing home level. And in our area, you're looking at $6,000 plus. If, if you're looking at a, uh, a, an assisted living facility could get up into the $8,000 range per month. I mean, it's getting very expensive. And then the nursing home, 6500 for a semi-private room, eight to $10,000 is kind of right down the middle for a private room. You could get over that $7,500 mark or that 7.5% mark in just in, this, in a month. Absolutely, and that's very typical. That, but good planning is critical here. That's why you and I both agree probably, that long-term care insurance is so important in our lives. Mm -hmm. It's something that as we get older, according to the stats, probably 70% of all people, according to what I know, will probably at one time or another require some assistance long-term care. And that is the only way you can cut down that devastating cost. It's a worthwhile investment, if it's done the right way, by the way. Absolutely. And we have a long-term care insurance uh, specialist uh, uh, connected to uh, Senior Care Live, Steve Johnson uh, in Olathe. He's also Dave Ramsey, endorsed local provider. He does a lot of business with families on the Kansas and the Missouri uh, side of, of Kansas City. We were just talking about this, and we were thinking, you know, some people think that long-term care insurance is is expensive, uh, but if you look at it, it's a it's a tremendous value. It, it's a no-brainer. It, it, it's... It, Okay, so let's just break this down. A trip to Starbucks every day, and you could pay for a great long-term care insurance policy. Now, there are a lot of variables there, but for uh, for a fraction uh, for for a, a fraction of a of a one-month stay, you could be covered for an entire year. And look at the statistic. Look at your chances of having to use this kind of insurance as opposed to your home, your car. I mean, the statistics are are given. It's a fact that it's clearly important because most of the other insurance you probably never use. You don't want to use any of them, but you're probably (laughs) going to be locked in to probably having to. And the good thing about it is it's not just at a long-term care facility. It's good for you at home if you have to stay home as well. Absolutely. And uh, so I I think the statistic, 70, 75% of people over the age of 65 will use long-term care. uh, And that that policy is going to come into play. Uh, So, Peter, uh, I'm going to give out your your phone number here, uh, if that's okay, uh, for our our listeners. Uh, Peter Newman can be reached, Peter Newman CPA, 913-381-4141. That's 913-381-4141. And, Peter, after the break, let's... Let's get into the weeds on some of the big deductions that we can take. We'll do it. All right. The Senior Care Live question of the week. Medicaid pays for the assisted living level of care in the state of Kansas. Is this statement true 
or false. Medicaid pays for the assisted living level of care in the state of Kansas. Is this statement true or false? Tune in for the answer right after the break. We'll see you in just a minute. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more about the information uh, on this program and how we can help you and your family, call the toll-free number 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, so call now. Call anytime, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you don't have a radio, you can stream this program live to any electronic device by going to SeniorCareLive.com. Just click on the Listen Live button, and it'll go straight to your phone, your uh, your iPad, your tablet, whatever you have. It's really that simple. Now, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week, Medicaid pays for the assisted living level of care in the state of Kansas. Is this statement true or false? And the answer is true. The answer is true. However, there's a major catch. Most assisted living facilities do not participate in the Medicaid program. So your choices are limited just right out of the gate. And Medicaid does not pay for typically for the full amount of the expenses at the assisted living level. Most of the times when I'm working with families through my firm Senior Care Consulting, the families have to contribute a little bit of money to that equation to make it work out. So it gets very, very tricky uh, when uh, when you're dealing with Medicaid at the assisted living level. All right, back to my special guest, Mr. Peter Newman, CPA. They call him the tax man. He's here live in the studio today. Don't forget to tune in to Peter's uh, program, Moneyline, with Peter Newman. Peter, you're way ahead of the curve, 32 years. You're doing uh, financial-related uh, radio programs before anyone even knew how to spell that. Actually, I was <laughs> the first person in the country, other than Bob Brinker, who broadcast out of New York, we were the very first one, but it's become a big thing now, as you know, because yeah. it's important. It is important. It is important. So, uh, so Peter, uh, I could talk to you all day long. We only have the rest of this segment, uh, and I would love to have you back to talk more about uh, this stuff. But let's talk about medical deductions and some of the differences, major differences, between uh, the states of Missouri and Kansas. And there are some big, big differences. In the past year, under Governor Brownback, because of financial problems in the state of Kansas, yep. the medical deduction has been completely eliminated. There is no medical deduction in the state of Kansas. Now, that's really? as opposed to Missouri, which is a lot more generous. For example, in the state of Missouri, medical insurance premiums are deductible and are not even a part of the itemized deductions. Hmm. So you get that no matter what. Right off the, the top. Oh, no question about it, toward yeah. adjusted gross. The medical deduction, other than that, flows through as it does, but depending upon what you get at the federal level. So again, you got to exceed, as I said, the seven and a half percent adjusted gross yep. for those over fifty-five, sixty-five, under sixty-five. You got to exceed ten percent. So much better from that point of view, no yep. question, to be a Missouri resident. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So thank you, Kansas. So, <laughs> well, I, I think everything will get turned around here before too long. I I, I pray. <laughs> 
So, I, but I, my glass is always half full, and I'm very optimistic. So, uh, all right. So let's. Uh, you had mentioned uh, off my kind of in between uh, segments here about the taxation of the Social Security benefits. Right now, interestingly enough, uh, you know, Social Security at one point was never taxable. About twenty years or so ago, some part of Social Security became taxable with as much as 50% being taxable. Now we could go up to as much as 85% of Social Security being taxable. But Hmm. you have to reach a certain level of income. For example, in the case of individuals, a single taxpayer, a single individual, you have to be over 25,000 on modified adjusted gross income, which includes half of the Social Security benefits. It's not a simple computation. But by far and away, the majority of Americans do pay on 85% of their Social Security benefits. Hmm. Wow. All right. So for our listeners, as you can tell, this is complex, complicated stuff. Uh, Peter, I imagine the rules are changing all the time. Can I tell you, they change constantly. This taxation system is, as you know, and I'm a big believer, is just too complicated. It's out of control. Oh, it's completely out of control. And it unfortunately... Government will not solve this problem. They should. They won't. There's a better way to go. We talk about that on Moneyline all the time, so we won't bother you with it here. Flat taxes and all these simplified tax strategies. There are so many smart ways to go at it and save millions of dollars and hours of wasted time. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, so for our listeners, if you're trying to do your taxes on your own and Peter has said something that just kind of just lit the light bulb and you're like, Oh my, we didn't know that. Well, we didn't think you could do that. Call Peter. Just go straight to the source. Call the expert, Peter Newman, CPA, 913-381-4141. 913-381-4141. And Peter, you work with families on both sides of the state line. Oh, certainly. In fact, we work with them all over the country. All over. Okay. All right, there you go. There you go. All right. So, so Peter, um, one thing that's, as you know, I help families find the right senior care community. Uh, many, I, I, more and more, I'm getting calls from couples wanting to downsize and move into a continuing care retirement community. And we have, we're blessed to have several, you know, excellent choices here in our, in the Kansas City area. But some of the uh, CCRCs have these life care contracts where they might have an entrance fee of, it could be a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. It could be a little higher than that. That's kind of right down the middle. And then you have an ongoing monthly fee. And then the concept is to age in place where you could, you know, if you need more help later, you know, you can start off in independent living. You can go to assisted living. You can go to the nursing level of care. Uh, but I'm understanding that a big part of that big check you write up front is tax deductible. Is, is that true? And that is true. But the key that you have to check is you need to check with facility. There are so many options out there today. And each separate entity has different calculations that get made. They will provide to you what's been cleared as best as they know to get a deduction. And in many cases, this upfront cost, as you say, it can be as much as 150, 200, 250, depends on where you are, of yeah. course. And a big chunk of that is deductible in the first year. And then you continue to get monthly deductions on what you're paying. So this is one of the really good ways to get it, it's not always a smart way to go. You got to know all the facts, all the circumstances. Yeah. You got to know your financial position. Make sure you're working smartly with your money. Mm-hmm. But yes, this is one of the big, big deductions. But you got to do it in a year in which you have income. What good is the deduction going to do you if you only have a hundred to thousand of of uh, income? It's not going to do you much good. So you got to do tax. 
planning. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and like you said, you have to clear that seven and a half percent threshold and then anything over that. Uh, so, so with that big upfront check, you know, a lot of people kind of gasp at that, but they're looking for folks who just sold their house. They usually own their home free and clear and they can take that and then invest it in one of these life care contracts. And you have the peace of mind knowing that you'll be cared for throughout the rest of your life and you get potentially a big tax break on that. So, and it's especially true for individuals who are single. You know, when you have a partner sometimes, life obviously can be a little simpler in that regard. You can have help maybe, but where you're single especially and you don't have anybody to rely on, it becomes critically important for those individuals. All right, Peter, we have about 30 seconds. This time has just gone by so quickly. You wanted to mention a break that everyone may qualify for on both sides. And I'll do it real quick. Yeah. In the case of Kansas and Missouri, there's a special available money back, even though you have not put in one penny to the state. In Kansas, it's called the Kansas Homestead Credit. Mm-hmm. In Kansas, you must be a homeowner. In Missouri, you can be a homeowner or a renter. I'm not going to go into the details other than to tell you that in the state of Kansas, you've got to be over the age of 55. In the state of Missouri, over the age of 65. There's certain income limitations. You can get as back as much as $750 from the state of Kansas. You can get as back as much as 1100 from the state of Missouri. Don't miss this opportunity. All right. Peter Newman, CPA, 913-381-4141. Listen to his program at, from 1 to 3 on 98.1 FM. Peter, thanks for being here today. Glad to be with you. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Again, the toll-free number for Senior Care Live, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, you can always listen after the fact to our podcast. Go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and you can listen to any previously aired episode it is really that simple and just another quick thanks to my friend peter newman for being on the program and look if if the lights kind of went on for you and you're like oh my goodness i i think we missed out on some big deductions call peter newman have peter do your taxes or amend the return that you've already filed give peter newman a call there's no one better 913-381- 4141, and he does taxes, Kansas, Missouri, and literally all over the country. 913-381-4141. And again, Peter, thanks for being on the program today. Okay, so we're going to shift gears, and I want to introduce my good friend, Judy Wechter. She's a registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. And Judy, welcome back to the program. 
Thanks, Steve. Good morning. All right. Good morning. And uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, National Healthcare Decisions Day. Uh, but, Judy, before we do that, let's just throw out a quick teaser uh, because uh, these quarterly free educational events that, that you and I, uh, Senior Care Consulting mm-hmm. and, and Crossroads Hospice, uh, that we're, we're putting on, these things are just becoming very, very popular, and we're having attendance just continues to increase. So for our listeners, let's just throw out a save the date. We'll give you a lot more information in the next few weeks but save the date the next one is wednesday may the 18th and that's going to be from nine to noon like they always are check in at 8 30 for registration and a free continental breakfast uh, but but just block that date out or that time out on the day wednesday may 18 that's from nine to noon this one we're going to head east we're going uh, over to see our friends in Lee's Summit at the Gamber Center on four southeast Independence Avenue in Lee's Summit at the Gamber Center most folks from that area know exactly where that is a fantastic uh, location it is it's a ni- easy to get to and it's a nice facility it is it is P- plenty of parking yeah. uh, great place so just save the date Wednesday May 18th at the Gamber Center nine to noon more information to follow right all right, so National Healthcare Decisions Day, and that is coming right up on April the sixteenth, uh, uh, so nineteen or nineteen sixteen. <laughs> I just lost a hundred years. Good. Luck. <laughs> no, we're not time traveling today. It's all that tax talk you guys just did. Your your mind's befuddled with it, but no, yeah. this ties in well with taxes. That's that's part of the reason that um, April sixteenth is. National Healthcare Decision Day. Put a copy of your durable power of attorney for health care with your tax return, and that way you're guaranteed every year you're going to lay eyes on it, and you'll take a moment to update it and make any changes that you need to. You know what? That's a great idea. I know. I see, love it. See see how you are. You have all this awesome uh, recommendation and information yeah. here. Yeah. All right. So what does it mean? So so what is this? So National Healthcare Decisions Day. What What is that, what is and it? What's it, what is this all about? This is going back to us getting something we asked for, us being uh, healthcare consumers, the population, the lay people. Mm-hmm. Back in the 90s, we came along and there had been two or three very high profile cases that had been somewhat tried, if you will, in the media with um, end of life care decision making coming up on fairly young people in some unusual circumstances and and there was family pitted against one another and it was on good morning america and nightline and you had all of this media attention on it now, are, are you talking is one of them terry shivo yes yeah and prior to that go back to nancy cruzan uh-huh. okay. um, who, yep. she and her family are, are probably the ones her sister and her sisters the attorney are the ones that have done the most work i would say as a uh, setting the groundwork for safe passages and these mm-hmm. things. But basically what happened was a lot of people stepped back and said, holy cow, I never want my family in that situation. That's right. I, I don't want, you know, Good Morning America deciding how my health care decisions will or won't get made. And I don't want all of this intrusive invasiveness in my personal business. So they proposed and asked for legislation um, that was passed called the Patient Self-Determination Act. And what that means is that we have the right to choose whether or not we have any medical or surgical procedure. I have the right to decide if I want health care treatment or not. And the other piece to that was that I have the right to make advanced directives and to assign that decision-making power to someone to speak for me if I'm not able to speak for myself. 
so I can make some healthcare decisions based on what I believe might be health concerns I would have to deal with, have conversations with this person that I elect, and if I'm ever in a situation where I can't speak for myself, I have someone to step up and do that for me and make sure that what I would want done is taken care of. And it's not just about end-of-life decisions. I think that's one of the, the pieces that people miss on this. If you're 18 years of age or older, you're an adult, and you have to have this form. It's not a matter of um, having a, a life-limiting diagnosis and being in the last few weeks of life. That's more of a hospice type of a situation right. you're describing. Right. It could be months uh, or weeks, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it applies to all adults. It does. And we're going to, of course, in hospice have these conversations because people are living with life-limiting conditions and serious illness. So mm-hmm. end of life is on the table for them. But if you take a look at just any adult, if you have even a scenario of, well, we've both had, have, um, you've got kids younger than mine, but look at, at high school and college age kids. You have a child that goes to school out of state at college. Maybe they're in a motor vehicle accident or they get um, a, a horrible flu and end up with a pneumonia and they're in the hospital. And some type of medical record needs to be transmitted from their physician in Kansas City to whatever university that they're at out of state. If you have a durable power of attorney, you can see to it that those records get electronically transmitted down there in just a matter of a couple of phone calls. Sure. Without that piece of paper... That child is an adult over the age of 18, and without their authorization, those records may not be able to be released, and it can delay treatment considerably. You know, one thing, and you talk about this isn't for someone in, you know, older or in a particular, like like you said, you know, life-limiting illness, et cetera. Right. Um, it dawned on me, my my... We have triplet boys, and mm-hmm. they were our second child. Yeah. <laughs> but see, God, God had other plans. All right. so, so they ended up being children, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. And wow, I still don't know how that happened. But we won't go there. But anyway, <laughs> but they just turned 14 this last week. So uh, I, I, and we've known this for a while, but as you and I have talked about National Healthcare Decisions Day and, and, and we talk about the importance of all this, it, it kind of dawned on me that our boys – will be 18, and they'll still be in high school. Right. Okay, and so then you take that a step further. I have a high school kid. He's, they're still in high school. Mm-hmm. They live in our home, and God forbid, what if something happened to them? They're a high school kid, and technically I would not be able to speak for them. And you That, wanna, that right. freaks me out. It blows me away. So the day of their 18th birthday, it isn't going to be much celebrating until we go, we sit down, and we have these documents drafted. And it's an easy, easy document to access. You can download it for free off of the Internet. Just go to, you can go to the National Healthcare Decision Day website. You can go to the Center for Practical Bioethics. I recommend theirs because they have the workbook, Caring Conversations, that really helps a person think through um, any type of advanced care planning so that if they did have health concerns or health issues or are a individual that is concerned about some end-of-life issues, that if they have some lines in the sand, if you will, that they want to put on their document, they can. But even in this neck of the woods, Kansas and Missouri, click that button, print the form out for free. You need two witnesses. They need to be 18 years of age. You do not want your witnesses to be a health care provider or someone that would benefit from you financially if you were to, to die, just a generic witness, and then have it notarized. And in Kansas, you actually um, 
don't have to have these notarized. However, it's always going to stand up with more legal authority. And you can get that done for free at your bank. Yeah. One piece of paper doesn't cost you anything. Just get it done. And then do me a favor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, well, I've got people's ear. Yeah. Please don't put this in your safety deposit box or with your safe records. Unless you carry your bank around with you everywhere you go, yeah. I, there's no way for me to access this this form if I should need it. So you want to have multiple copies of it. You want to give it to the doctor every time you go, to the hospital every time you go. And I know it, it's very frustrating because you keep thinking, my gosh, I've given it to him four other times. There's this elusive chart somewhere, and, and somehow we don't always seem to be able to get our hands on the things we need. So many copies Bring one every time you come. Make sure that your family members have copies of it. Put a copy in your glove box because when you wreck your car, you'll bring your glove box with you. Yep, yep. Um, do, you know, even little things on your cell phone under ice in case of emergency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you imagine how cool it would be if people put their durable power of attorney for health care? You could put a web link on that and link uh-huh. it straight to a document or a PDF file and boom, you, you've got it right there on your phone. Exactly. That's a fantastic idea. And that way... If I found you, not only would I have access to your emergency contact, Mm -hmm. but I'd have the person who can authorize treatment and care. Now, if it's an Apple phone, you're going to hurt. You're going to have a hard time getting in there. That's right. (laughs) I know, and we'll have to. We'll have to. You know, there'll be legal cases in the FBI. We're going to have to. I know it's going to be a whole ordeal. But um, other, or we might be able to find a teenager to hack into it. But I'm not sure. There, there we go. All right, Judy Wechter, registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. We're talking about National Healthcare Decisions Day. It's coming right up on April the. 16th 2016 not 1916 instead of dropping an hour gosh i dropped 100 years that was horrible but anyway uh coming right up so we're going to discuss more about this important subject right after the break you're listening to senior care live on the senior care broadcasting network for more information call now toll free 1-800-331-6445 operators are standing by 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call the toll-free number 1-800-331-6445. Again, the toll-free number 1-800-331-6445. And also, don't forget to save the date. Wednesday, May the 18th from 9 to noon. It's over our next free educational event. Wednesday, May the, uh, May the 18th. That's at the Gamber Center over in Lee's Summit. And it's in the Shenandoah room. Just get to the Gamber Center and we'll get you in there. Free continental breakfast and registration at 8.30. So be sure to save the date. More information to follow. All right. Back to my good friend, Judy Wechter. She's a registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. And just, just a, a quick mention. If you think 
that you can qualify for hospice services. Even if you're not sure, call Crossroads. Give them a call, and they can tell you if you do or not. If you do, uh, these these uh, wonderful services are, are reimbursed and provided 100% by Medicare and most private health insurances. So why would you not call them if you could get this abundance of extra help, and it's covered by your Medicare uh, insurance. Call them at one, excuse me, at 816-333-9200. That's Crossroads mm-hmm. Hospice, 816-333-9200. They provide, uh, excellent. I, I think, I think it's the best hospice services in both in Kansas and Missouri and some other states as well. Obviously, we're here in Kansas and Missouri. So, so be sure to give them a call. So thank you. All right. And so Judy, National Healthcare Decisions Day. On April the 16th, it's just coming right up. And I, I love your, your kind of your tip or your suggestion. Just, just take a look at that every year when you're doing your taxes. Mm-hmm. Don't leave it in the safe deposit box because no one's going to find the darn thing. Right. <laughs> Have multiple copies and take mm-hmm. one with you every time you go to the hospital or for a minor surgery to the doctors, wherever. I would love to create like some little credit card that had a chip with all of this vital information on it. We should do that. I think that um, once you say it out loud, somebody takes the idea away from you. But I think we're probably not far yeah. from things things like that. I, I think that should happen. Yeah. One of the things I want to mention about the form is um, it it is optional to put your Social Security number on there. I don't recommend that. Yeah. Um, since it is optional, I'd leave it off. That's just asking for trouble if you if you really feel a need to have something in that line um just a lot of x's in the last four digits is is more than adequate that, that's that's a good idea with all these idiots out there stealing identity and everything yeah. that that makes me sick to my stomach yeah. and it's getting worse every day that's a really good point as well and we don't want to take advantage of those that are vulnerable and i, I yeah. really don't think you can be any more vulnerable than when you can't speak for yourself right. and that's right these forms um you know, that's a, a point that people need to remember. We always make our own health care decisions. We're driving our own bus, so to speak. It's only if we couldn't do it for ourselves that this kicks in. Mm-hmm. And there are times that you might utilize it just because you feel that bad. I was in that situation with my parents. It's the DPOA for health care for them. And there were instances, especially with my mother, because she had a, a longer um, end of life episode with her situation. There were times that she was so ill that she wasn't able to answer questions or sign forms or didn't feel well enough. We knew what we were going to do. We talked early. We talked often. We had a plan and she was very comfortable to say, just, you know what we're doing, sign the forms and you take care of it. It allowed me to get her in and out of not just the acute care hospital through the ER, through admissions, but also to transfers to rehab, to -hmm. set up home health, Mm -hmm. to set up hospice, to even get her records from one oncologist that had treated her 30 years earlier Mm. to bring to the new oncologist so that they could see what had been given previously because that would impact what her treatments options would be now. Well, and with the HIPAA restrictions and privacy, Mm -hmm. and look, when this started off, it was kind of new for Mm -hmm. everyone, but these things are strict. Right. And if a provider breaks the privacy, they could be fined a huge amount of money, lose license. It's a big deal. So uh, unless someone is really willing to to kind of bend the rules, you're not you're not you're not authorized to make these decisions without this powerful attorney. Uh, excuse me, this powerful document of your mm-hmm. your uh, power of attorney for healthcare. And every time we go to the doctor, we're we're being asked to sign off on a HIPAA notification. Yeah. So. It, 
you know, unless we've been living under a rock, we probably ought to know about some of this stuff. This is a big deal. And I think that's where we need to put our emphasis is on the fact that we asked for something for our own protection and privacy, and we did get it. But it gave a burden of responsibility to us, the healthcare consumer, that unfortunately we just haven't been very good about following through on. Only about a third of the population has a durable power of attorney for healthcare. And I really believe that from the conversations I have with, with people in the community and with healthcare providers, it's just a misunderstanding of what the form allows. For instance, you cannot be held responsible as the, the agent that makes the decisions for any of their bills or for the outcome of the procedures. It doesn't allow you to get mad at, you know, Aunt Edna and lock her up in a nursing home and take her house and her money. Yeah. It doesn't allow for any of those type well, of things. Well, you're kind of crossing over into a power of attorney for financial decisions. Mm-hmm. That's a completely different right. animal, uh, separate and apart. Now, with that being said, I, I got to thinking, uh, some people have kind of combination documents that mm-hmm. has the financial and the health care. I personally, I don't like them. I, I want those things very separate. I do prefer that they're separate, and I'm actually not a big advocate of doing a lot of advanced directive and living will work because I think all we really need is our durable power of attorney for health care. It is a minimum, but if we're having the conversations with our agent, the person who is going to be the decision maker, if we're not able to speak for ourselves, they have an idea of where to go, and we don't have to draw a line in the sand for everything. I, I don't know every conceivable medical event that I'm going to face. Yeah. So I'm not comfortable to say right now that mm-hmm. I would never do this or I would never do that because I might. My father had lung disease. In the early years, he'd been on and off the ventilator more than once for elective surgeries as well as for uh, more serious interventions. In the beginning, that was fine because it was realistic that there was a good chance that it was it was reversible and that he could be restored to a level of function that was comfortable. Yep. At the end, the ventilator became a line that we wouldn't cross. He knew that he wouldn't come off and yep. he didn't want to go back on. Mm-hmm. So two, I, a ventilator mm-hmm. used for the same person, two completely different scenarios. Oh, and just a couple of years apart. Yeah. And I didn't have to have a whole new document every time saying, oh, we're going to do this or, oh, we're going to do that. We talked it through, we talked to the physician, and we made the best decision that we could based on the information that we had at the time, with our goal every time to restore to a level of function that allowed a quality of life that he was comfortable with. And that involved being able to communicate with others, being able to engage with others and participate in his care. Those were things that were important to him, even if he was debilitated, debilitated and going to require assistance for things like bathing and and hygiene and those type of things. But when it came down to actually saying, you know, I will never do chemotherapy or I will never do a blood transfusion, if you have certain religious beliefs that that would be supported by, then certainly I would want to put that on there. But for most of these general health care situations, you know what your risk factors are, those are the things that you want to be most concerned about and have a plan for. All right. And the other thing uh, I think that would cause someone to hesitate is uh, a lot of people may think that you have to see an attorney for this, and you can download this free of charge. I'll put a link uh, at SeniorCareLive.com under the resources. So, Perfect. Uh, Judy Wechter with Crossroads Hospice, National Decision, uh, excuse me, National Healthcare Decisions Day coming up on the 16th of April. Uh, Judy, thanks so much for all thanks, the great Steve. information. 
All right. And to everyone listening, I am so honored that you spent part of your day with us listening to this program. Thank you so very much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.